Good evening, I'm Christian Esquera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. By now, the signs are becoming even clearer. Mayor Sara Duterte is gunning for higher office in 2022, walking back on her own statement not long ago that she would prefer re-election in Davao City. But whether she'll run for president or vice president is now the question. One veteran politician proposed a term-sharing agreement with Ferdinand Bongbong Marcos Jr., the son of the late dictator. But that presupposes that both Duterte and Marcos would win first. In the first place, it's unconstitutional. Tonight, we'll speak with a political ally of Mayor Sara Duterte. To be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANCAfterTheFact. Joining us tonight is Albais, uh, Representative Joey Salceda. Good evening, Congressman, and thank you for joining us on the program. <laughs> Good evening, Christian. So the deadline for the substitution is on Monday, November 15, but you being very close to Mayor Sara Duterte, what basically you think would be the decision? Would she run for president? Ay, definitely. Si, kasi hindi naman, he did not walk back on anything. Kasi last May, we were already talking about it. We have kilometric chats exa- uh, discussing uh, about that prospect already. So, kaso, the route towards her fighting were, and there were many stumbling blocks or hurdles. Uh, well, some of them are well known. Then there was, uh, so you can see from her that uh, she never yielded anything. So there is that enlightened stubbornness to purpose that she would run for president only on her own terms. Okay. So as early as May, you said you were having these exchanges with Mayor Duterte, but when did you, you know, for the presidency, when did she decide to run for president? How early? May 2. This year? Oh, yeah. May 2. So we she was really uh, planning for president, run for president. Yeah, she, she, she as she said, uh, she's known last two minutes. She plans, she works on it, and she executes. So basically now we're in the execution side. You're now executing this plan for her to run for president? She. <laughs> she. Because okay, so- I am. I only provide inputs, eh? uh, okay. and uh, the one some uh, some of the inputs I provided her is like uh, a study, which is scientists says the only conclusion is for her to run for presidency. Okay, so in this, so, in this case, what, what do you make of this uh, substitution uh, drama, uh, as others would like to put it? Is this indeed uh, just part of the drama? This uh, portrayal of her as a reluctant candidate, when in fact, according um, to you, as early as May, no, no, she had planned no. to run. She would have she would have filed on the first day were it not for she had to clear the hurdles one by one. Oh, the Clearly. hurdles were cleared one by one, essentially, sequentially. So, so why did she uh, file her candidacy for mayor in the first place? Because uh, that was to um, um, para ipakita na kung hindi niyo tatanggalin yung mga ano dito na lang ako sa Davao. Was that meant to spite the president, her father? Uh, what a word. <laughs> it, was, it was meant to softly, I think, uh, to soften the president's uh, uh, 
I don't like the, the words that I will be using, probably interventions. I think that's a, a more neutral rather than interference. So slowly naman nawala lahat eh. So she's now, so she, she's now, she's, she's now, I think, uh, quite liberated to file uh, for presidency the way on her own terms, basically. Okay. So I clarify natin yung hurdles that you're talking about, no? As, as, as early as May, she wanted to run for president already. You pero were... merong hurdles, no? Merong hurdles. Ano yeah. specifically intervention? Ano yung panghihimasok <laughs> ni President Duterte? Uh, yung sasama, kasi I have to... Nasa mga, mga kilometric chats namin. Eh. So she would ask me whether a Duterte Duterte is good. Of course, she said, no. Uh, uh, it's not good for the country. So, isa na yun. So, that, that, that. so it was clear. And then suddenly, there was uh, a proposed um, uh, vice president. And I'd rather not talk about the hurdles because uh, they've been cleared, essentially, as far as her... Pero medyo obvious naman yung hurdles that you're talking about kasi binigyan oh, yeah. pa rin naman siya ni uh, Mayor Duterte before, no? Yung okay. one was Duterte, the father, wanted to run for vice president under her. Okay. Yes. The second one, yung the father wanted her to accept Bongo as the running mate. Are you referring to that other hurdle? Uh, it, it, it is one of them, yes. Okay. Now, how was that specific hurdle cleared? Well, you saw um, a good friend of mine, essentially, uh, uh, well, in one way or another, saying that he's with, hindi siya makaiwas na hindi siya magkaipresidente. You're talking of Senator Bongo. Yes, that's right. So so you're seeing the idea, the possibility, or the likelihood that, she, that he would uh, withdraw his own candidacy for vice president now? I think so. Okay. So... Any other hurdle? Yung PDP laban Kusi Wing, was that presenting a very uh, significant hurdle on Sarah Duterte's uh, presidential bid? Minor. It was minor to her. Actually, uh, she, in fact, she, in many statements, um, she was not as, uh, how do you call that, a little bit less. Um, I, I hate to word, uh, he, he called it a sitcom. <laughs> So she wasn't taking that uh, seriously, uh, that episode involving the Kusi Wing? Because essentially, she already knew that there are seven uh, parties that are supporting her. Okay. That's what she worked on since May. NP, NPC, NUP, PDP Laban Kusi, um, who else? Have I forgot? PRP, and NUP, uh, NUP basically, yes. Okay. So, so if uh, if she wanted to run as early as May, why didn't uh, she want? Why didn't she want anything to do with her father regarding her candidacy? Bakit parang nilalagay niya sarili niya? Hindi naman. Um, she she was she has always shown herself to be fierce and really independent-minded in so many instances, in so many policies. Okay. When is she going to announce her candidacy for president? Her spokesperson already talked about it, uh, actually, in a way. So he, she, she used the words pagkapangulo today. Hmm. Ah, today na basically. Hindi, pero coming I mean, straight from, uh, from Sara Duterte's mouth. I think, I, just, I think the filing will speak for it. 
Okay, so basically she has until Monday. Now, if she's going to run for president, who will be her vice president? Um, kasi naman ako, ang utos niya sa akin is, one, just hold, uh, you are my flashlight, just hold my hands and focus on me. So I have no, um, wala po ako, hindi, I, I'm not, ano, I'm, I'm more on the economic policy and even foreign policy and socioeconomic policy. And basically, providing her with um, with data analytics. Uh, yeah, we'll go we'll go to those details later on. Pero you're not at liberty to to divulge who her not, vice president will be. I'm not private to it. Yes, but will there be a vice presidential running? I mate? gave her the, that day, that very long day. She chatted me with good morning and at eight fifty six, and then. I was asking her to, um, why are you not yet running? I said, I said, you want, just hold my hands. You can run man two ways. One, without the BP. I said, fill in the blanks. Or you can have a multiple choice. So obviously, she didn't answer that. When was this conversation? Oh, the day that they, by 2 p.m., the, the whole uh, gyration started. This week? A few days ago? Oh, yeah. Yung, yung nag, uh, nag-withdraw si Pastel. It ah, okay. okay. Okay, That one. The, the, the one that set off the series of events. Okay. Yes. So, pero for sure, magkakaroon siya ng running mate. Uh, knowing her, may paninindigan niya, pipili po yan. Pipili siya ng running mate. And who are the uh, options in the horizon? I'm not private again. I'm, I'm really sorry. I cannot. Um, okay. Pero yeah. did you have a chance to speak with her regarding, let's say, accepting Senator Bongo uh, as her running mate or talagang ayaw? Because sabi niya, just focus on me. Eh. So when I started that conversation about bong, 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 Bongo and everything like that, uh, she stopped me. Okay. Now, speaking of hurdles, how 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 would you characterize the the candidacy of uh, Senator Bongo Marcos? Because over the past few days, the conversations were focused on the idea of them joining forces. Because um, if ni Bongbong Marcos, he would not slide down to vice president. He would run for president. In that Cebu meeting, uh, the, the honest broker was, of course, uh, who is now in favor of her, is uh, the first cousin. And it was the birthday of Yeda. And then that was also the eve of my birthday. So si, um, si Majo called me up. Uh, can you please produce uh, a study, an analysis um, on what's a better combination? So I tried all my connections and most of them said they cannot do it in four days. So I assembled my team of data analysts, big data, and we came up with um, both of past electoral performances, proxies, extrapolations, and all the recent surveys. So and by the following day, I submitted it to uh, Majo as well as to Sarah. Essentially, it uh, measured one is the size of the core bailiwicks or core strengths. Second is essentially transferability, the ability of a, of a presidential candidate to um, pull, pull her vice president. Third, essentially, is aversion, where you, you score very low 
This is based on 82, um, 82, 82 provinces and how many HUCs. So they're separated. And then, of course, lastly, is uh, broad national appeal. So there are proxy numbers for it. Broad the national one? The, the fourth one was broad national? Broad national appeal. Appeal, okay. <laughs> appeal, yes. Okay. So on all four counts, uh, it was Sarah Bongbong. Sarah Bongbong. Yes. So Sarah for president, Bong Bong for vice president. Yes, but that was, uh, I was merely commissioned. Was this also presented to Bong Bong Marcos? I don't know, because I um, I thought that uh, she, um, the first casting, of course, obviously will share it. So, so see, for uh, alam ng mga viewers natin, yung Majo, when you say Majo, you're referring to Ferdinand Martin Dramualdes. That's right. Yeah, the cousin of Bong Bong Marcos. Uh, we worked on it overnight and then uh, on the very day of my birthday, I was working on the data. Okay. So now that uh, Bongbong Marcos also made it clear that he would not reconsider his candidacy for president, how would that affect the chances of uh, Sara Duterte uh, for president? Politics is the art of the possible, I think, but but not, um, but not term sharing. <laughs> no, no, I mean... If both Sara and Bongbo Marcos will run for president along with the other contenders, at least uh, five of them, so how would the Bongbo Marcos candidacy affect Sara Duterte's candidacy? Uh, one, it may, if both of them run, it may preempt any coagulation of the opposition, basically. All of them will force themselves into running. Yeah. And therefore, in all those surveys, past surveys, uh, Sarah always came out ahead substantially above the rest. So if uh, if the two, for example, coag if they don't if they coagulate, then it presents a problem. If, if the there's two. a con if, if the, there's a congealing, I mean, if the two run and there's a congealing of the opposition, mm. then it may present a problem. Yeah, but because others are also looking at the idea that uh, if uh, Sara Duterte and Bomo Marcos both run for the pre uh, for the presidency, that could be disastrous to them. That could lead to, to mutual destruction, perhaps, and benefit the non-Duterte, um, non-Marcos forces. I think that's too um, too negative description. In all surveys, uh, where all of them were present. Uh, Sarah always came out ahead substantially. Even with Bong Bong in the equation? Yes. Yes. The September 11, for example. Hmm. Certainly. Which was the last survey where, where Sarah was still inside. Hmm. And then, paglabas yeah. si Sarah dun sa, sa choices, that's when Bong Bong Marcos started to yeah. pull away? Uh, that's right. Uh, much of it. Almost 80% went to Bong Bong. And uh, surprisingly, 20% went to Lenny. The votes that were supposed to be for Sara Duterte, 20% yes. of them went to Lenny Robredo? Yeah, which means she has some appeal. To what, 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 what would the, explain that? What, parang polar opposite siya na. Oh, uh, so she has mass appeal. And remember, there are 10 provinces where there was Duterte Robredo in the 2016 elections. Hmm. So that explains the transferability from Sara Duterte to Lenny Robredo. That's right. 
Let's talk about the GMA factor naman muna. <laughs> Looking at you, a uh, very loyal tenant of uh, GMA, how did you figure in this um, uh, alignment of forces? She started the coalition building essentially, I think. Uh, GMA. Well, yeah. Um, first, uh, when it became apparent that Lakas will support Sara from only eight, suddenly, I think 52 na Lakas inside the house. Hmm. And that, and there's a split, uh, 32 na lang kami sa PDP laban, Kusi wing. I don't know what's left in the other wing. So, but if you look at all seven, um, this is my own um, assessment. All of them are actually um, leaning more towards Sarah than any other candidate. Okay, pero when did uh, Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo start this, college, uh, this uh, rebuilding of Lakas CMB? I think for Sara Duterte. The first, June this year. Yeah, the first picture I saw was in June. June this year. Okay. Yeah. So when the uh, during the filing of the Certificate of Candidacy, uh, October 1 to 8, the Lakas CMB, they fielded two relatively unknown candidates for president and vice president. Just to be clear, that was intended to reserve a seat for Sara Duterte? I think there's no other way of interpreting it. Yeah, b- because uh, in the same program, si uh, Congressman Prosper Pichai was, uh, um, was very adamant against that idea. No? So, <laughs> medyo ano pa siya, no, no? issuing snide remarks. Sinasabi, well, these were serious candidates of Lakas CMB. But that was the obvious reading even as early as that. No? So, that was a seat reserved for her. Because during that time, the president was still holding on to one of the hurdles. Which was, at the time? Uh, the vice presidency. The, so, so Duterte really seriously considered running for vice president? Well, she, okay. It's Sarago. So, so how would you describe the role of GMA in this decision by Sarah to run for president? I think how, significant was, how significant was it? Alam mo, karamihan, uh, at this generation of politicians, they all went through her. Eh. Diba? Since uh, 2001. So she's been there for 20 years. So I would say that uh, many of us were under her. So if you just talk about the house, I would say that um, there is a preponderance of support for Sarah. And uh, some uh, a bulk of it, especially the 52 Lakas uh, congressmen, I think... Uh, will essentially um, gravitate towards Sarah. So if Sarah Duterte wins the presidency, and of course we know that uh, Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo is not retiring yet, she's running again for Congress. Um, yes. So she will be gunning again for the speakership under the Sarah Duterte administration? Alam mo, frustrated kasi siya eh. Ang dami, <laughs> dami kami pinasa sa house when she became speaker. Pinamadali niya sa akin yung DDR, pinamadali niya sa akin yung Comprehensive Tax Reform Program. So at least um, there are at least several or hindi lang, very important measures that are still pending. So she still want to complete those reform measures, including, of course, um, that uh, I don't know whether it's ill-fated um, um, constitutional reform. Pero that's part of the deal. If Sara Duterte wins the presidency, Gloria Macapagal-Arroyo would be the speaker. I wouldn't be private to it. She would have a very significant role in the presidency of uh, of um, Sarah Duterte. 
Yeah. And how would you respond to those who are looking at this from this perspective? Seeing you and other loyal uh, lieutenants of GMA now uh, working with Sara Duterte, the idea to a lot of them is that it's GMA calling the shots, basically, who might end up controlling Sara Duterte. Hey. Can I read you everything that Sara did in Davao, which are not probably doesn't show any handiwork of GMA? She did a hey, lot hey, of policy innovations. I, I don't know, but uh, she has her own 15-point agenda. I mean, Sarah, she mm-hmm. would probably, well, may influence, definitely there would be, ano, um, kung mga, let's say, mga go for broke uh, decisions, I think uh, Gmail can 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 uh, can be a deciding point, decision point. Ito bang uh, parang... Pero she's no clone. No clone of who? Oh, the way you essentially, ano, uh, of Jemmy. She's no clone of Jemmy. Okay, yes. it's according to you. Okay, let's go back to the uh, study that uh, that was commissioned involving you and other expert, no? experts. Quite interesting, you mentioned four aspects. Pero ito, uh, between Sara Duterte and Bongbong Marcos, what basically separates or differentiates Sara from Bongbong? What makes her a better candidate? Uh, her performance in Davao, basically. Um, she has, as a fiscalist, um, she has 190% um, performance in terms of um, income over um, ERA. That's one of the highest among HUCs. So that how can you govern? Uh, how can you spur growth and share wealth if there is there are no public resources? So that that was the first thing that uh, popped up in my in my And uh, I think she's more um, um, she surrounds herself with very young people. Where the average age of her staff is forty two. Uh, versus 68 for the president, Duterte. Uh, she has a very good relationship with civil society and, of course, uh, the private sector, unlike the heavy-handed um, approach of um, President Duterte. So, Pero would you say that Sara Duterte is more competent than Bongbong Marcos to be the next president? You're putting me on the spot there, but uh, I would say... The proof of the pudding is in the eating. Then let's look at the records. Na lang. Um, in Agri, in, she started in 2010. Now, in by, 2020, by 2023, Daba will become the cacao capital. So she did a lot of things on agricultural revolutions, which would be the first. She did a lot on... She, um, she worked with the Israeli embassy on science for change and tech development. Hmm. He actually worked on the 250 million globe southeast, uh, which landed in Davao City. So talk about uh, regional broadband, digital transformation. Uh, she did a lot in terms of education, uh, especially on alternative learning centers. Uh, she um, okay. One thing, uh, and uh, we, we can uh, we can release all those during a separate discussion purely on the platform but i get what you mean but even then those who also have an experience in local government can make the argument that they also did 
well as local officials. For instance, Ay, itong, when ito nag number two ha, sa NCC, National Competitiveness Council ng DTI. Ha? Yung Davao City. Davao City, under her. But, but, but that's, under, under her. Ano no? But does that make her uh, ready and competent to be the next president? Well, at least national policies in form of local, ano, local development concerns, especially after Mandanas. Yeah, because in terms of national experience, other candidates can make a better argument perhaps based on their experience. Len Robredo or Pantrio Lacson even. Eh, pero yung performance ng Davao in terms of GDP, regional development, regional uh, GDP, vis-a-vis Philippine GDP, she always beats the national average. Okay. Lang, I'm going to read the comment from um, journalist Ferrel Santos is watching us tonight. Sabi niya, Salceda can't help promoting himself as uh, Saras Rasputin. Oh, God. <laughs> the, difference, uh, ito ba, ito ba, the difference between Bongbong and Sara have different... The difference. Bongbong and Sara have different patriarchs and families to save. Segue yan sa question ko, Congressman Salceda. What exactly would be your role uh, in the Sara Duterte campaign and perhaps if she wins in her administration? I... Alam mo, uh, kaibigan ko siya since 2013. Nung nag-RDC chair, naging LADC chair po ako ng buong Luzon. At uh, siya naman sa Mindanao at saka si Rama sa Visayas. This is during that time of Pinoy. So we have a regional development committee under NEDA and we would meet. So that is where we started. And I would see her, for example, rely on complete staff work before she starts speaking. So, doon ko nakita na doon kami nagsimula talaga. I mean, we go way back. So, I could see na um, she has a more expansive reach to corporate talent. And she surrounds herself with, uh, I think essentially, it is the return of technocracy. Uh, that's what I see. So, my role, I merely provide her with studies and I have um, a group of... Um, As I've told you, um, scholars who are good in chaos theory, random theory, in big data, data analytics. And then I provided to her and the conclusion was she should run for president. Okay. How would you respond to those who also see her candidacy as uh, a way to save uh, her father? That's for her to answer, actually, because uh, I haven't talked to her about it. Uh, so far, the, the, the thing that I provided her today, and I, I will not... Masama naman pag-usapan ko tong I submitted a long paper on foreign policy for her administration. So she just read it, actually. So uh, I would rather allow her to, uh, to respond to that. Kanina, you made it clear that according to you, Sara Duterte won't be a clone of uh, Gloria Macapagal Arroyo. But others yeah. also see her as a clone of her father, perhaps a Duterte 2.0. So in your I... case, care to respond to that and what makes her better I'm than lying. her father? Rope of the pudding in the eating. There's no need for initial alliance with the radical left. So she will not, she will not um, dance with the wolves. So she doesn't have to uh, give 78% increase in military salaries, which is now the problem with MUP. And probably she's more open to mending fences with our U.S. traditional allies, not because she's a Jew or uh, an American mother, but um, and um, 
the way she surrounds herself, for example, with very young technocrats, and the way she, uh, for example, uh, connects with the private sector of Davao, uh, the way that uh, she uh, conducted her own uh, local economic development in Davao, and uh, I would say that uh, she would be more pro-business and uh, hands-on on economic policy. Is she and also going to? Is she also going to reverse this uh, China policy? of President Duterte, it's in particular, in, it, to how he has been uh, approaching the West Philippine Sea issue? Uh, that's in uh, my proposed foreign policy uh, plan for her. Uh, I'd rather allow her to, to read it first. I don't want to bind her on that one. But, uh, um, of course, uh, essentially, ASEAN in China will always grow. Um, that, that relationship will keep growing. But at the same time, uh, I think the Philippines should uh, should expand its uh, its uh, its uh, friendships with other countries, like for example India. So I keep repeating India inside that foreign policy uh, that I. Um, pero ang isa yan eh katanbawa yung NTF Elkak sinoli niya eh. Nigan siya ng manapakalaki. Sabi ahanin ko naman yan hindi ko naman yung yan eh. So that shows you that she's very judicious in the use of public resources. Okay. And, uh, Congress, unfortunately, we don't have uh, time anymore, but uh, Congressman Joey Salceda, thank you for joining us uh, tonight on the program. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you always put me on the spot, uh, but you make me think. <laughs> thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. After the fact, we'll be right back. <laughs> 